person has good health, often we think that, well, health is mine and this health, person has good health, often we think that, well, health is mine and this health is for me to do as I wish, use it as I wish, do what I want. I have all the energy, all the ability to run, to jump, to exert myself in whatever I want to. But sometimes one little thing happens and then a person realizes that what is this health that I am boasting about? This is all in the control of Allah Ta'ala. Once some, not very long ago, maybe about a year and a half, two years ago, one person healthy foot, suddenly one day he, out of the blue, just started suffering from a very severe pain. His stomach it was very severe pain. And it came so suddenly and so severe that he was now almost rolling. Quickly put him into the car, rushed him to the hospital. The person who took him to the hospital, telling me, this person was also away. So he's saying, while we were taking you, this person, the person is also acknowledging, says, on the way, you should have heard the toba he made. While he was rolling in that agony, so you should have heard the toba he was making. Ya Allah, all the guna I made, please forgive me. And the promises that he was making, Ya Allah, in future I won't do any wrong, please just relieve me of this pain. And whatever a person can think of at such a time, all the toba for the past and all the promises for the future. When they got there, anyhow, somehow, in a very short while they treated him, it had been just some gas somehow that apparently the diagnosis was that some gas somehow caused this severe pain and he got relieved very quickly, very easily and he came back walking home like nothing happened. But in that interim period, when it wasn't clear what's the problem and on the other side the pain was so severe, suddenly now the most sincere toba the person is making and every promise for the future the person is making. This is something that we need to reflect upon ourselves. Maybe it might not have been so dramatic in our lives, but there have always been those situations when some little issue comes up sometimes. And now a person is really turning to Allah Ta'ala. This Allah Ta'ala speaks about the mushrikeen. That, وَإِذَا غَشِيَهُمْ مَوْجٌ كَالزُّلَلْ دَعَوُ اللَّهَ مُخْلِسِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ that when they are traveling on the seas and when this wave now is just coming over them like a cloud and any time it will crash upon them and their boat will also be broken into pieces and they will also be drowned. All along on earth they were worshipping all their idols and they were not prepared to give up their shirk Suddenly now in the middle of the ocean, which idol are they going to call to? Allah says, Now they turn to Allah Ta'ala with complete ikhlas. All their idols they forgot. Now it's only Allah Ta'ala. Ya Allah, you save us. Only you can save us. Only you can get us out of this problem. Nobody else. Like how in various circumstances we have over time, some way or the other, made that kind of sincere dua. And turn to Allah Ta'ala sincerely. Allah, this problem 
Only you can remove it. Remove this problem, then everything is in order. My namaz will be 100%. Fajr namaz, I'll be there also. And interest, I'm giving up completely. Allah, just get this business problem out of the way. This financial problem sorted out. And all this riba and everything will be over from my life. Ya Allah, just sort this out for me, that gambling I'm giving up forever. And all the other things that we want to make toba from everything that toba gets done. When? When that wave is above us like a cloud. And it is about to crash. But Allah Ta'ala is most forgiving, most merciful. Allah Ta'ala says, Chalo, fine. Remove the difficulty. Take the difficulty away. Allah Ta'ala says, as soon as we give them safe passage to the shore, everything is forgotten. All those promises, everything, all is like never happened. Everything is history. Again, they get back to their shirk. Now this is what Allah Ta'ala is discussing in the Quran Sharif about the mushrikeen. Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala has saved us from shirk. But we are resembling those who were committing them, who were conducting themselves in this way, in the sins that we commit. That a person is involved in something in life, then this becomes a situation, some problem comes up, some little things tightens up around him, and every kind of promise he makes, all the toba for the past he makes, as soon as everything has settled down, the person is back slowly, but surely back into where he started off from. Now, this is something which Nabi Islam is telling us about in this hadith. That a person normally starts becoming complacent, becoming lax, becoming very carefree, casual, when everything is running smoothly. Everything is very fine. Well, everything is fine. What I got to worry about? So now I got the good health. I can go where I want to. I can do what I want. I must use my health. I must use it for the best. I must enjoy life to the full. Why must I restrict myself? So this health is a great gift from Allah Ta'ala. It's a great boon and a favor. Nabi Sallallahu is saying this a person many a times is in a deception. This is my person because of that health now misuses that health against Allah Ta'ala in guna in sin. When a person is ill then the person forgets about all the sin but now the health has come all the things that a person now wants to involve himself in without any hesitation, headlong the person is going to it. I'm healthy, I'm fit, I can run, I can do what I want. So Nabi Sallallahu is saying, don't regard it as a thing to misuse. This is a favor from Allah Ta'ala. And the person who will use it correctly, the person who will use it in the way that will bring the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, when that day comes that that health has now deteriorated because of old age, because of other issues, that good action that he was regular with in the time of health, without that action now being performed, Allah Ta'ala out of His grace continues to write the rewards of that action for this person as if he's continuing with it. Person was regular with his Salah with Jama'ah, always there. So that Salah with Jama'ah multiplied 27 times more all the other benefits. Now he got ill to a point where it is not possible for him to go perform the Salah of Jama'ah. So without performing it in Jama'ah, he's reading it at home out of this illness, he's getting the reward of performing Salah with Jama'ah. Somebody was regular with his Tahajjud. And now he's ill, he's old, whatever, he cannot perform it. 
cannot wake up at that time of the night. He's sleeping his peaceful sleep. But in his records, it's being written, this person performed tahajjud tonight. So that health is to be used positively. That health is to be used constructively. And when this will be used constructively and positively, then this will become an investment for that time when it is not possible to have that, to, to do anything anymore. And that health is not there anymore. This is an investment now that will keep reaping the rewards and profits. The person sometimes feels, well, I'm still young, life must be lived, get involved in whatever I want, later on we'll make amends. But that gunah, that sin, doesn't go without leaving its effect. That leaves its effect. In some way or the other, it will leave its effect. Sometimes it will leave its effect in the sense that it will deprive one of the barakat of life. A person is thinking, you know, I can do what I want, go where I want to and enjoy life. Whereas the enjoyment of life is getting snatched away because of that very same guna that he's getting involved in. To understand this, there is a fruit, for example, perfect, completely without any defect. So then there's a beautiful fragrance, there's a wonderful taste, everything is perfect. The person looks at it too and feels happy, feels uh, good about it. And then the fragrance itself already starts making him hungry about it. So all that creates a pleasant feeling. Merely looking at it creates a pleasant feeling. That bowl of fruit which is all looking very nice, merely looking at it creates a pleasant feeling. But supposing now it starts rotting somewhere. There's some worm that has got onto it. Now immediately merely looking at it, forget tasting it. Forget coming so close where a person can smell the odor from a distance, but he's seeing it he already wants to look the other side. Just merely looking at it is making him feel unpleasant. And then if he comes closer, he can start getting the odor. And forget tasting it. He doesn't want to put his hand onto it. Now, what has changed from the first situation and the second? This rot has set in. And when this rot has set in, looking at it too is unpleasant. Being close to it is unpleasant, makes a person feel, and by chance, by mistake, if he ate a bite from it, then his mouth is bitter for the whole day. And he is feeling nauseous and everything else is happening. Likewise, gunah and sin is najasat. And whether we understand it or not, it has all these effects. Once Nabi Sallallahu was on a journey with some Sahaba and they passed by one place, there was a terrible stench and everybody was wanting to rush forward from there quickly. So Nabi Wasallam then stopped everyone and asked them, that, are you aware where is the stench coming from? They said, no, we don't know. So it's two very two Yahudis and Jews who were very severe in their Batil, they died. 
those two Jews that died, this is the stench that you are getting. One hadith it is mentioned that when a person lies, then the malaika flee to the extent of one mile as a result of the stench that emanates from him. In other words, there's a physical odor that emanates. But insan generally don't notice it. Generally insan don't notice it physically. But the effects take place. Now for example, a person where he can feel the or, or sense the odor of something and he's feeling unpleasant. The other is, he's feeling unpleasant but he doesn't, can't pinpoint the reason. The reason is the same stench, just that he can't pinpoint it. He's not feeling it physically. But the unpleasantness is coming. Looking at that rotten fruit, merely looking at it makes him feel unpleasant. Now the person, one is he's seeing it, he realizes why he's feeling unpleasant. He doesn't want to look at it because he can see the rot. Here Allah Ta'ala has in one sense showed His grace that Allah Ta'ala has kept all this hidden. But the effects nevertheless permeate the atmosphere. Whether a person can sense it physically or not is a different issue. But the effects take place. Now sometimes, and this is one person mentioned to me, he says that every time, every time, that I cast lustful glances outside and came home, there was a problem in the house. And then when I realized my mistake and I made Toba and Istighfar sincerely, without having really done anything to solve the problem, how the problem was sorted out. And he says, I experienced this over and over again until I realized that this is exactly my problem. He says, I saw the direct link between my action and the consequence. Allah opened it out. Every time I committed this guna outside, when I came inside, something or the other, it says outwardly, it seemed like there was really no reason for that problem. From nowhere the problem came up. And when I realized my folly, I made sincere toba, istighfar, without really making any effort to resolve the problem, the problem just disappeared. So that unpleasantness that comes from looking at something, smelling something, tasting something bitter, that unpleasantness happens without us realizing it in various ways. Now the person sometimes is just feeling uncomfortable in our presence. It might be our wife, it might be our children, anybody else. And they're just feeling something uncomfortable here. Why? Nobody can point out why. But the effect of guna, the effect of sin, so sometimes a person says, I'm healthy, I'm fit, I can do as I wish. But that effect of that sin is coming in some way or the other. One Abid of the Bani Israel was one day making dua. Ya Allah, how merciful are you that I committed these gunas but you didn't snatch any of your favors away from me. Everything is as is. My house, my whatever else, all the ni'mats and bounties, everything. So he's making shukar in a way. He's making toba, well, whatever. But when he made that dua in these words Allah Ta'ala inspired on his heart that what are you thinking that we didn't take anything away we have already punished you so he in whichever way this communication happened he answered ya Allah open it out to me how you punished me I, can't, I haven't sensed anything have you not realized we snatched away 
the pleasure of communicating with us. That inner pleasure that you used to get out of communicating with us. Do you get that anymore? That was our punishment. You thought everything is fine. You're still eating and drinking as you were, so everything is fine. Have you realized what else has gone? Have you realized that something has happened somewhere? And that is a very severe punishment where a person can't even see something happened. One is Allah forbid, person fears or suffers some loss, material loss, etc. Then it starts making him a little bit concerned that I need to make amends. Maybe this is some punishment on my due to my deeds. But the person doesn't even know something has come. Person doesn't even realize that the cancer has set in. And he is hale and hearty, everything is fine until it's too late. So sometimes it comes in these ways. So that health that Allah has given is to be used to bring ourselves closer to Allah. To invest for that time when we can't do what a person can do in young age, what a person can do when he's well and healthy. So this was the first thing Nabi Salaam said that out of the two bounties that people are in a generally big deception about, one is good health and the other is Al-Faraag. Faraag literally means a person being free. What it refers to here is that he's not preoccupied with such a situation, even if he wants to do something to he can't. Allah forbid those who are in war-torn areas around the world a person is in a war-torn situation, even the basic things for day-to-day -day life become a mission. Now the water supply is cut off. And there's no tank is going to come around to distribute any water because it's a war-torn situation. Now the person for that water now is parashan. The whole, his whole life is revolving around getting a bucket of water for his family. Where does he go fetch it from? How does he come out of his house? There's bullets flying around out there. Now he's got the money to buy bread, but there's no bread available. Where does he buy his basic needs for day-to-day -day life? He needs to get medication for that child. Child is suffering. But where does he go? There's no place available to go now. And now he's, whole, he's making call upon call to wherever he can in order to find out where he can get one basic tablet or where he can go buy one loaf of bread, or where he can get one, the most basic needs of the day. In that kind of situation now, a person wants to sit down and make tilawat, he, he doesn't have the opportunity. Or some other situation has come up. It might not be a war-torn situation, some other personal situation came up. So overcome the person that now he can't even think whether I move left or right, what do I do? So Nabi Salaam is saying that this time where a person has that opportunity, he's not overwhelmed with something. He's not overcome by any situation. This is a great na'mat of Allah Ta'ala. It's a great bounty. person has afiyat. He has the opportunity to be planning himself out. Okay, now I'm going to do this, then I'll go and do that. His needs for the day are taken care of with comfort, with ease. This is a very great bounty from Allah Ta'ala. And many a times, this bounty is taken for granted also. And this bounty is also just wild away, just abused, used wrongfully, used in guna, in sin.
So Nabi Salaam is bringing this to our attention that these two bounties are not to be taken for granted. They don't remain forever. When good health is there, a person should use that constructively. A person has a free time, that free time is to be used constructively. Yes, Allah Ta'ala has given us many halal ni'mas to enjoy. A person will enjoy those ni'mas, he'll make the shukr of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala hasn't forbidden somebody from having some time to relax, etc. But within the limits of Sharia, and even that should bring a person closer to Allah Ta'ala. Even that should bring a person closer to Allah Ta'ala. Because the mu'min, anything he says, he will take a lesson from it. Whether he is relaxing also, he will take a lesson from that relaxation too. So in any case, these are two ni'mads that Nabi Salaam is saying, ni'matani maghboonun fihima kathirun minan nas, as-sihhatu wal-faraag, one is good health, the other is being free from becoming preoccupied with things that are beyond our control. Or literally we just say free time. Having free time on our hand is a big, big ni'mad. Linked to this, one ayat of the Quran Shari that we recited at the beginning, Allah Ta'ala says, لَن تَنَالُوا الْبِرَّ حَتَّى تُنْفِقُوا مِمَّا تُحِبُّونَ That you will not gain that perfection of iman, bir, al-bir, virtue, the highest rank of it. This will not come without spending that which you love most. Parting with some of it, mimma, not everything to mimma tuhibbun, that which is close to the heart. And Omatun fiqum in shayin fa inna Allaha bihi alim, whatever you will spend for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, whatever it is, Allah Ta'ala knows everything. Why it was spent, what was the intention, what was the motivation, and all the details that go along with it. And linked to this hadith that we discussed actually, what is the point that we wish to draw from here is that many a times this faragh, this free time is the most beloved thing to many of us. <coughs> that to spend maybe some money might be easy. But to spend that free time, some portion of it constructively for deen, for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, for the ibadat of Allah Ta'ala, for helping somebody, that is a very difficult thing. So this too is something that we should be ready to spend some portion of what we love very dearly for the cause of Allah There was one tabi'i, this is from the time of the Sahaba, as soon as this ayat was revealed, Abu Talha radiallahu ta'ala he came to the Bishas immediately. He said, of all the things that I own, this one garden, orchard, Bayruha, this is the most beloved to me. And this ayat has come down that we will not attain the rank, higher rank of virtue and closeness to Allah wa ta'ala without spending out of what we love for the sake of Allah ta'ala. This entire orchard now is sadaqah in the path of Allah ta'ala. The ayat really came and the amal. Zaid ibn Haritha radiallahu comes, Ya Nabi Allah, this ayat came down. This is the best horse that I own. I give it in the path of Allah ta'ala. One tabi'i, Rabi' bin Hushayim, rahimahullah. He was the student of Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala and a very pious person, Abdullah bin Mas'ud used to say to him that had Nabi Islam seen you, he would have been very happy. Can we imagine the person? Once he got ill, and sometimes a person gets ill, gets sick, then sometimes he feels like eating something in particular that crave comes in sometimes. 
So he suddenly felt like eating chicken. But he suppressed this. He suppressed it. Leave it, let it ride. So for 40 days, he suppressed this feeling from within. I imagine a person, especially when he starts depriving himself of something, then the more that crave comes. One person told me that as long as I wasn't diabetic, I wasn't feeling to eat anything sweet. Suddenly I got diabetic, I want to eat every sweet thing I see. So, that's insan's tabiat. Al-insanu harisun fi ma muni'a. Insan, this human being, he is very desirous of that which he has been prevented from. The forbidden fruit, sorry. So in any case, for 40 days he suppressed this feeling. After 40 days passed, he finally told his wife, look this, I want to eat some chicken. So it might have been something difficult to acquire because 40 days went past and it didn't come without having mentioned it. They're just eating the basic things that they were. So she went out of her way and finally acquired it and then prepared it very well. And as she presented it to him, there was a knock on the door and some person was calling out at the door as in, we may not experience that here, but in India and so on, it's very common. Allah ke naam par kuch de do. Jo de uska bala, jo na de uska bala. So, this person started shouting from the door, please give me something for the name, in the name of Allah Ta'ala. So this tabi'i, he said, give this away immediately. Immediately give this whole thing away. So his wife said, no, okay, I'll give him something better. You eat this, I'll give him something better. He said, what better are you going to give him? He said, whatever the monetary value of this is, I'll give him that. So he said, okay, bring that. So she brought that money and came. She said, I'd give him this with the money now. Give him this with the money. And he recited this ayat, لَنْتَنَالُوا birra حَتَّى تُنْفِقُوا مِمَّا تُحِبُّوا So this was their jazba for amal. This was their zeal for practicing whatever they've Allah wa ta'ala has ordered whatever Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi thought that they had completely subdued that nafs. They were human. They all, 40 days that crave was there, that feeling was there. It wasn't that the crave wasn't there. It was growing day by day. As a result, at the, after 40 days, he finally expressed it. But in that instant, he still suppressed it. And he par- parted with all this in order to achieve that higher rank. So to achieve that higher rank requires this little bit of it, some at a time. For some, it might be some material possession. For many of us, it's that time, that free time. So some part of that free time that we start sacrificing for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. Start sacrificing for deen. In whichever various forms of the work of deen, effort of deen, ibadat, whatever else, something. Many a times that nafil a person does, performs, for what? Says, well, sawab, alhamdulillah, we're going to get the sawab. Make the niyat, I'm doing it only for the love of Allah Ta'ala. I'm doing this amal because I want to acquire the love of Allah Ta'ala. I'm doing it for my Allah only. Person sometimes, he gives his wife something, for example, if I want diamond ring, so now somebody says to him that what if she feels hungry she can't even eat this and what, what good is going to be you to look after it more than anything else now you've got to worry about somebody coming and stealing it and whatever 
So rather, she says, but you don't know what it all, this, this is a different matter altogether. You worry about your own work. This is something that's got to do with the heart. So suddenly now, that which can't be eaten, which some other need comes up, you can't use that for that need also. All it's there is for an ornamental purpose, nothing else. It only serves some ornamental value. But when somebody is telling him, rather just buy one, some, something to eat, and say, no, you don't know about this, you leave it, you worry about your own work. So that feeling, that some, this is a feeling of the heart, you say. That feeling of the heart for Allah Ta'ala. This tilawat I'm making for the love of my Rabb. This nafil namaz I'm making for my, the love of my Rabb. For Allah Ta'ala. I'm giving the sadaqah that increase in one's wealth, the barakat will come. Allah Ta'ala will bless it. But I want to do it just to acquire the love of Allah Ta'ala. This niyat itself will have an effect. And this niyat itself will bring that slowly but surely that that love of Allah Ta'ala will develop. Then a person will do everything this is obviously something of a very high level we are motivated by that sawab and do something that is a very big thing for us but just in order to understand one day she's walking she was in a state of jazb this is not something that a person should follow somebody in that condition meaning follow that action emulate that action but they are mazur in that they're excused from Allah's side She's walking with fire in one hand and water in the other hand. Somebody asked her, where are you off to? So she was overwhelmed with the state that had overcome her. She said, I'm going to extinguish Jahannam with this water. And I'm going to burn up Jannat with this fire. So that whoever does any amal must do it solely for Allah Ta'ala. Not for the purpose of Jannat or to get saved from Jahannam. As I said, this is of a very high level. We do something purely for the sawab to alhamdulillah summa alhamdulillah we motivated by that sawab and this is what we are doing it for very good excellent we carry on but we add to that this niyat and sometimes solely with this niyat I'm doing this for the love of my Rabb and inshallah this too will carry us away ahead Allah Ta'ala give me also the tawfiq and all of us the tawfiq wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah Even the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, the purpose and the niyat, the niyat in making zikr of Allah Ta'ala is muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. Zikr ilahi is the niyat of muhabbat ilahi. This two then will inshallah develop this within us. La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu tabaraka wa ta'ala Alayhi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi 
وَأَصْحَابِهِ وَبَارَكَ وَسَلَّمَ تَسْلِيمًا كَثِيرًا كَثِيرًا يَا رَبِّ صَلِّ وَسَلِّمْ دَائِمًا أَبَدًا عَلَى حَبِيبِكَ خَيْرِ الْخَلْقِ كُلِّهِمِ جَزَ اللَّهُ عَنَّا نَبِيَّنَا مُحَمَّدًا صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ بِمَا هُوَ أَهْلُهُ لا إله إلا الله 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 محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم ہو جائے میرا دل ایک میدان ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو غیر سے بالکل ہی اٹھ جائے نظر تو ہی تو آئے نظر دیکھو جدر اور میرے تن میں بجائے آب و گل درد دل ہو درد دل ہو درد دل نفس و شیطان دونوں نے مل کر ہائی کیا ہے مجھ کو تباہ اے میرے مولا میری مدد کر چاہتا ہوں میں تیری پناہ مجھ سا خلق میں کوئی نہیں گو بد کردار نامہ سیاہ تو بھی مگر غفار ہے یا رب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ اب تو رہے بس تادم آخر ورد زبائے میرے انہا لا الہ الا اللہ 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 لا الہ الا اللہ
अब तो आ जा अब तो खलवत हो गई हर तमन्ना दिल से रुखसत हो गई अब तो आ जा अब तो खलवत हो गई मिटा दे अपनी हस्ती को छोड़ दे सारी बस्ती को बस्ती बस्ती कहता जा अल्लाह 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 मोहम्मदुर रसूल्लाह ربنا واعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت العاز الأكرم اللهم ربنا توفنا مسلمين وألحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعجن وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا وآتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأمتنا على الإيمان واحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان وجعلنا من الراشدين إله العالمين يا الله هم بري جنهجار هي خطاكار هي مجرم هي يا الله جو كجب هي يا الله آفيك تو بنده هي يا الله إله العالمين هماري تمام جناوك ومعف فرما يا الله forgive all our major and minor sins يا الله يا الله whatever we have done in the يا الله darkness of the night in the light of the day whatever we did knowingly unknowingly يا الله يا الله you forgive all our major and minor sins يا الله Forgive the sins of the entire Ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah, cleanse and purify us like the day we were born, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah, save us from all the haram, ya Allah. Save us from the temptations of nafs and shaitan, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, save us from all the fitna and fasad, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, only you can protect us, ya Allah. And only with your protection can we be saved, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, we are not capable of doing anything, ya Allah. We cannot even save ourselves for one moment, ya Allah. 
Ilahul Alamin, you engulf us in your mercy, Ya Allah. Engulf us in your protection, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, every breath, Ya Allah, you protect and safeguard us, Ya Allah. Safeguard our children, Ya Allah. Safeguard our families, Ya Allah. Safeguard the entire Ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, you forgive us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, you safeguard and protect us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, you grant us. Ya Allah, the greatness and the strength of Iman, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, fill our hearts with your love, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alamin, fill our hearts with the love of Tilawat of the Quran Sharif, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Salah, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with the love of Dua, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, give us the pleasure of Zikr, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, give us the sweetness of Ibadat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, save us from all the sins, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, you, Ya Allah, save us from every haram, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, save us from eating any morsel of haram, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, give us risk that is halal and tayyib, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, safeguard us from every drop and every morsel of haram, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, give one and all halal and tayyib rizq, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, grant barakat in each one's rizq, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, save one and all from all the afi, all the, Ya Allah, calamities and hardships that are befalling the ummah, Ya Allah. Throughout the world, wherever the Muslims are suffering, remove their hardships and suffering, Ya Allah. Wherever people are suffering poverty, remove their poverty, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, all those who are ill, give them shifaya kamila, ajila, mustamirra, daima, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, you keep us steadfast on Iman and Islam, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, save us from all the, Ya Allah, isms that are taking place, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, keep us on Sirat al-Mustaqeem, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, grant us the ittiba of the Sunnah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, put the love of the Sunnah of Nabi Islam in our lives, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, put the hatred of the ways of the Yahud and Nasara in our hearts, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, save us from the ways of the Yahud and Nasara, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, keep us, Ya Allah, in every aspect of our life according to the Sunnah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, all the effort of deen that is taking place throughout the world, accept it, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you protect the Madaris, Ya Allah. Protect the Makatib, Ya Allah. Protect the work of Dawat and Tabligh, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, protect the Marakis of deen, Ya Allah. Protect all the Khankhas, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, protect our Mashaykh, Ya Allah. Give barakat in their lives, Ya Allah. Give, Ya Allah, give them good health and sihat and afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, enable us to, Ya Allah, benefit from them, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, throughout the world, wherever any effort of deen that is taking place, Ya Allah, which is correct and which is according to your desire, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, accept it, Ya Allah. Put barakat in it, Ya Allah. Make it a means of hidayat spreading far and wide, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. All the fitna that are taking place with afiyat, remove them, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, safeguard us, Ya Allah. Safeguard our families, Ya Allah. Safeguard the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, all those who have passed away from our families, from the entire ummah of Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Ilahul Alamin, fill their qabrs with nur, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, give them the highest stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, the time of our death also take us with kalima la ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ilahul Alamin, take us on tawbatan nasuh, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, take us at the time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, fill our qabrs with nur, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make our qabr's gardens of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, grant us the shafaat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ilahul Alamin, enter us into Jannah without any hisab kitab, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are not capable of giving any hisab kitab, Ya Allah. We got nothing that we can present, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, it is only your mercy that we are depending on, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, out of your grace and mercy, Ya Allah. Forgive us and enter us into Jannah without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, all those who are, Ya Allah, who have asked us to make dua for them, Ya Allah. Forgive their sins, Ya Allah. Grant them all their needs of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Fulfill all their pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Remove all their difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. All those who have raised their hands, Ya Allah. You are the know of the unseen, Ya Allah. You know each one's needs, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's needs, Ya Allah. 
each one's difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's pious desires, Ya Allah. Ilahulalamin, Ya Allah. Grant us all the good that Rasulullah asked for. Whatever Allah's Nabi, your Nabi Sallallahu Ya Allah, sought refuge from Ilahul Alamin. We are also seeking protection from it, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, grant us that protection as well, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka Sayyiduna Muhammadun Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Wa na'udhu bika min sharri masta'adaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka Sayyiduna Muhammadun Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balagh. Wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billahi al-aliyil azim. 